0: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com
1: botox cosmetic auto botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you
2: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: A lot of women think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have an orgasm from intercourse. And I'm like, oh, girl, yes, you are. All of us can. All of us can have all the kinds of orgasms, no matter what you're working with because orgasms are simply learned skills like anything
0: well hello there it's christine marie mason your host for the rose woman pod and today we are back to one of our old standby favorite topics sexuality sexy 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 sexuality your whole life long and my guest today is susan bratton She is an intimacy expert to millions, a champion and advocate for everyone who desires intimacy and passion their whole life long. She is the co-founder and CEO of two corporations, Personal Life Media, which publishes heart-connected lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills, and The 20, a manufacturer of organic and botanical supplements to enhance sexual vitality. Get this, she is the author and publisher of 34 books. And programs, including sexual soulmates and relationship magic. So I'm, I'm just gonna tell you like, she speaks in sound bites. The woman has so much energy and so much joy, and she makes it completely feel possible that you could have this rich and vital sexual life and experience your personal joy in your body in a way that others kind of problematize. She doesn't pathologize anything, she just says, go for more. But it's a lot of science and a lot of study behind it. So let's talk sexy time with the amazing Susan Bratton. So we're going to talk about types of orgasms. We're going to talk about sacred sexual connection, all kinds of things today. So why don't we start with that? You were just telling me that our concept of orgasm is pretty limited and that they're different
2: kinds. So let's start with that. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. This summer, I did a series called Come With Me, <laughs> the 20 kinds of male and female orgasm. <laughs> and Essentially, one day I was sitting around and I was like, let's add them up. How many kinds of orgasms are there? And is there a difference between what the, the XX body, which is the female born body and the XY body can have? Because I'm very supportive of gender spectrum, but basically you're either, a, you're either a vulva owner or a penis owner. And when we were in utero, we were the same. We all started out as female. And if we had an XY chromosome, we got our parts grew out instead of stayed in. That's it. We have the same parts arranged in different order. So what are all the kinds of orgasms? I I added them all up. I made my little lists and I said, okay. So there are about 20 kinds of orgasms and they're pretty much the same for the male and female body. The only difference is that the female has the urethral sponge, which is called a G-spot, And the male has a prostate, but, you know, and he has an outie, a penis. She has a vulva with a vagina that's an innie, but it's all basically the same stuff. So I put together this list of the 20 kinds of orgasms and the 20th one is wild card, which means that there are ways that there are people having orgasms out there that I don't even know about, even though (laughs) I jokingly call myself the orgasmonaut. (laughs) (laughs) Because I go to the far reaches of outer orgasmic space and I come back with a map to the territory, and I give that to you so you can have those orgasms too. Well, first, I love your humility that you would allow for ongoing revelation. Of course.
0: In the form of the 20th one that you don't know about. So (laughs) I bow to that humility.
2: Okay. So at 19 and the Joker, the wild card. Right. Okay. There's really three categories of orgasms. The first one is locations to pleasure on your body. So touch my clitoris and give me an orgasm squeeze my nipple and give me an orgasm you know those kinds of things and then there's techniques and one of the techniques that i thought would be very appropriate for you and your followers is my 20 year expanded orgasm practice because there are climactic orgasms there are extended orgasms there are multiple orgasms and there are expanded orgasms and That orgasmonaut thing is once I tell you about this way of coming, then you're like, oh, I could do that. All I have to do is tell you how to do it. So literally on my website, all 20, you just look up, come with me. There's an index and you can read all the 20 and you can just go there and I tell you how to have them because we can't get into all of them on one show. And the website is Personal Life Media. That's my publishing company. It's all free. So the expanded orgasm practice is a kind of a technique of orgasm. And in a nutshell, and I'll come back to it because I think it's part of the spiritual sexuality that is very much my brand, if you will. The hundreds of techniques that I've created and taught over the last two decades are heart-connected, conscious love-making techniques, what I consider the antidote to porn. Porn is a masculine-focused. Experience what I do is a lover's. You don't know where your pleasure starts and his ends. Heart connected, breath, being, connecting to source. It's that. Mm -hmm. An expanded orgasm is a kind of an orgasm where essentially you become an orgasmic big wave rider. You're not out there on your boogie board taking the small waves to the shore. You're getting towed out to sea by your lover and he's. He or she, they are putting you into this giant wave and you are riding that wave. You are taking the moment of orgasm and you are stretching it out like time is taffy. That moment of climax, that precious gift that we're given of pleasure just You just learn how to stretch it and stay in it and ride it and expand it. And then you learn how to stack them so they become longer and more intense. It's very easy to come for an hour straight. It's very easy to start coming from penetration without even touching the tip of your clitoris. This practice of expanded orgasm is one where you connect your limbic systems together and you're both riding her orgasmic experience. It's a pretty profound practice that allows you to actually together get into a conjoined trance state and connect with source together. You feel all living things through your orgasmic experience because Ultimately, orgasm is another theta brainwave state, just like meditation or whirling dervishes or all of the ways that we find God. You can find God in orgasmic pleasure. Yeah. A lot of times orgasm seems to be for
0: many people like, I'm going to masturbate and release. I'm going to get this one single wave, a flush of chemicals. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to sleep better. I'm done. A lot of people use it for stress relief. But to turn it into this idea of a trance state meditation or a portal, that, that seems like it goes beyond hobby. It actually becomes an art and a practice that you train yourself for and an important part of your life. Uh, so how how do people approach this, this sort of a level of expanded orgasm or creating this deep, intense bond with, is it usually one, per, one person that you get into this day with? Yeah. Usually one deep relationship?
2: Yeah. Although... I I have both a, a husband and a lover, and sometimes the three of us do it together, where they're both delivering sensation to me, and we're all riding that wave together. But you know, I got to be an advanced expert. <laughs> I'm not recommending that for everyone, <laughs> but I have to tell you the truth. That's beautiful.
0: Okay, so 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 that's a serious question, though. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about some of the 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 techniques and their physical effect, but really what you have a pr- a priori requirement to have a committed person who wants to navigate this with you and, and make it an art form. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Like what's the agreement field of of sacred sexuality
2: yeah well for the expanded orgasm practice specifically you can have a a partner a a husband or a wife or uh, whatever you want them to be whoever they are you can have a research partner Hmm. who you're not having penetrative sex with them. They are simply stroking you. The the practice of expanded orgasm, and, and it is exactly called a practice, Christine. That's exactly what it is. It's called the expanded orgasm practice. And my mentors, Dr. Patty Taylor was my main mentor, and she actually created an online program that teaches couples how to have the practice. And what we did was we broke it down into 20 erotic play dates that give you the fundamental skills to have this practice. But the practice itself is a simple five-stroke clitoral stroking technique. It's three opening strokes, something called the bread and butter stroke, which is a very, 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 very light stroke on the meat of the clitoris, under the hood, slightly under the hood, mostly on the left side, sometimes on the right side. Women are wired differently. And that stroke is so light. Often women who have difficulty orgasming or becoming multi-orgasmic are delivering too much stimulation to their clitoris and then they're kind of blowing their own circuits and not necessarily from vibrators alone uh, you know it can be from all of the touch and stimulation that they get and just as an aside vibrators do not reduce your ability to have orgasms from other ways with partners they actually enable enable it because another one of my mentors Sherry Winston uses a wonderful term called orgasmic cross training where you take what you know is your pathway to orgasm and you begin to fold in some of these other things like the expanded orgasm practice. And that allows you to do what I like to call crossing the gasm chasm, right? (laughs) Going from someone who closes the gap on the orgasm gap, the gap between how easy it is for him to come and how much harder it is for us as women to come from penetration. A lot of women think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have an orgasm from intercourse. And I'm like, oh girl, yes, you are. All of us can. All of us can have all the kinds of orgasms, no matter what you're working with, because orgasms are simply learned skills, like anything. It's not that you can or can't, you can so the expanded orgasm practice to me is very much a gateway especially for women who do struggle to climax who aren't easily orgasming who have orgasmic performance anxiety who don't come from penetration who can only come one certain way rubbing themselves on a pillow or using this one bullet vibrator they've had for since 1986 or you know <laughs>
0: Whatever it is, tried and true pathways. I don't know. Don't knock them. You gotta face. start with the thing that works, right? I mean, <laughs> just you know, like physiologically, are you basically taking the same neural pathways with one orgasm, and then you're you're sort of you're are you literally expanding them into adjacent? Neuro, neural pathways. Yeah. That's exactly
2: what you're doing. Interesting. You got
0: it. So, so I love this idea though, but it's all of you linear people out there. Did you love the idea of 20 structured erotic dates? Right. You know, if you didn't know what to do for your date night, you now have a plan between now and June. Okay. So, what are we doing
2: on this date? Well, it, it can be any one of 20 different experiences. There's there's little things called stop-start. There's sharing frames. I mean, there's just so many different things you can learn. And, and it is so true that the monotony of monogamy, the solution to that is, and the solution to creating new relationship energy in an old relationship is always novelty and variety. So the expanded orgasm practice is something that is very good for people who don't necessarily want to meditate, they but they want the benefits of meditation because it singularly focuses you both on her pleasure. It's very good for women who have had any kind of trauma, sexual trauma, because we need to get filled up again with being able to receive complete pleasure. And we need to be given pleasure without expectation of repayment. It's very good for women who are bored. It's very good for women who can't come. It's very good for couples where there's something that's preventing them from having penetrative intercourse, but they still want to be close and deeply intimate and orgasmic together. I mean, there's so many good reasons to have a practice that reminds you to to lie down together a couple of times a week and connect at not just the soul level, but at the limbic level, where you merge your nervous systems, Mm. especially for the female body, because men have a significant competitive advantage, sexually, a couple of them. One is they're testosterone dominant, so they're always horny. Where we're estrogen dominant, so we run on a moon cycle with a asterisk window where we're particularly horny and other times where we can be seduced into it. And by seduced, I mean seduction with integrity, not manipulation. Seduction is actually giving women small offers they can say yes to so that they can move up to larger offers for more pleasure because we're not already turned on. I always say to guys, you're way out ahead of us. You got to turn back around and come get us and get us there. We need you to do, you are the heavy lifters, sexually, 90% of the time. It's the woman needs some help getting calmed because estrogen is a worry wart. It sees all the problems. It's thinking about a million things at one time. You know how the masculine is like full speed ahead, focused on one thing. They can drop everything. They can have sex anywhere. I'm generalizing, but these are reasonable stereotypes based on our hormone profiles and, and men have the benefit of hemodynamics. Not only are they horny every morning if they're healthy because they've got that testosterone surge that, that we don't have, we have testosterone and actually we have more testosterone after menopause than we did when we were younger because our estrogen to testosterone ratio changes. So we we act, a lot of women go through menopause and they're hornier than they've ever been. A lot of women think that menopause is the death knell For their sex life. Oh, my libido, I need hormones. It's not even hormones, it's blood flow is the issue. You need more nitric oxide. You need more leafy green vegetables and drink some beet juice or take a nitric oxide booster, which is my other company. I make supplements and sex techniques because you have techniques, you have communication skills. Those are the two things you need. But if you don't have good sexual health, if your vulva hurts, if you can't get an erection, if you've lost your orgasmic intensity, you, you need to keep your body going so your the rest of the great sex can happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you you I just want to pause for a second because you speak in these amazing sound bites. I and mean, you've got the gasm chasm. <laughs> Sturchin is a worry wart. That one's that one's going on some kind of blog post. Um but I would just want to pause and just recap for people who are following along that this expanded orgasm practice is almost prescriptive. Not only is it beautiful for anybody who wants to move into more intentional conscious orgasm, but I heard good for trauma healing, alternative to non-penetrative sex. I heard that it can create deep intimacy or limbic resonance. It's not just about sort of the, uh, the, the, the hedonic cycle of the orgasmic thrust itself. So um, I really love this idea that you use it as an intervention in a larger container of the relationship above and beyond just the orgasmic end goal. So beautiful. Thank you for that. And then the other thing I wanted to, to go back to was you said you described seduction in a way that I never really thought of it before. Like it's, it's gradually making tiny offers that people can say yes to. And the art of seduction in a busy world seems to have been lost. I feel like I just want to enter into this game with you, like drop you a few notes, send you some flowers, you know, think about you when I'm at the record store and find something new for you. Like it's a way of living to be making tiny
2: bids. What is that? How does that show up in your life? What is what is a life of seduction like? I wanted to say one more thing about the expanded orgasm practice that I think will really hit home for you too, Christine, and that is that it's a ritual. Okay. The very first part of the practice is, you know, it's it's a five stroke technique. You follow the pattern, just like a martial art or a yoga practice. Mm. It is, it's like a mudra or an asana. It is exactly the form. You follow the form. You learn the form. That's what gets you into the big wave so that you can have those extended, massive orgasms. And that's what expands your orgasmic capacity and spills over into every part of your life. But when you do it, you also set up the lover space. And when you set up the lover space, you are laying in a certain way. Your legs are butterflied, Your partner's sitting on a zafu, a meditation cushion, with their back supported. You're you're opening with the three opening strokes every time. You're grounding the person. The room is lit well uh, so that you're comfortable. There's music. There might be candlelight. You you're warm enough. All of the attention to detail that occurs in the ritual of what I would call orgasmic meditation, the partnered trance state of orgasm is part of the process of the expanded orgasm practice. And I think it's a very important part of it because so many people are under the impression that sex should just happen. It should be spontaneous. Mm. I personally do not really, I mean, spontaneous sex is nice, but it's, Oh, way overrated. Having a lovemaking date on the calendar that you know you're going to settle down for and then settling down for it and allowing yourself to calm and connect and ground each other in a safe environment where there's a process and steps gets you out of the monkey mind, the sewing machine legs, the fight or flight, all of the things that happen in a stressful environment. So that because of your latest book you know we're we're talking about ritual and an expanded orgasm practices is a, is a sensual ritual of connection and and can be divine connection and release as well pleasure it's it's grounding together in pleasure So I forget what your question, your second one was, but I did want to make that point. Well, this (laughs) this is right that you kind of blended your answer, blended them. It was around (laughs) living a
0: life of seduction that and and what this idea that is a seductive space. Yeah, it's a space that encourages the yes, but I feel like it's it's beyond that for people who enter into the play of relationship that there's something about how you live that life is full of the opportunity to be in playful yes with others and to invite them into the game and the dance of it. And that, that when you're in a longstanding relationship, uh, that's one of the things that goes away without the NRE. So I just was thinking about, maybe we talk, touch a little bit on cultivating in your core relationship, this sort of sense of seduction or curiosity, new relationship energy, even before you get into setting up your Zafu.
2: Yeah, well, and an expanded orgasm practice is just something that's going to make you want to have an even hotter sex life. You're still going to have all the sensual pleasure, the oral pleasure, the penetration, all the hot sex you want, all the dirty talk you want, all the sex positions you want, all the role-playing you want, all the sex toys you want. All that variety is available to you too. It just lays on top of a solid foundation of feeling completely welcomed and deeply, (sighs) intimately connected at that soul and limbic level. Come with me. Exactly. My love to the
0: sea. Okay. All right. So 20 kinds of orgasm. Spiritual. Do you want to say anything else about spiritual sexuality or sexual soulmates? We touched on that briefly.
2: Yeah. This is probably one of my most popular books. It's called Sexual Soulmates, The Six Essentials of Connected Sex. And after helping thousands and thousands of people over decades... I really saw what it was that was missing in how to transform having sex into making love, mm. because that's what I'm mean. in. If, if there was if there was a phrase to describe what I do and how I teach the methods that I teach, and by the way, I give ninety percent of the things away. The expanded orgasm practice is a program. It's at expandherorgasmtonight.com. And the seduction technique of making small offers and how to do it is something I give away for free at More Sex More Often. It teaches you the first of the four keys of seduction with integrity. So the sexual soulmates, what, what is that? The first thing it is, is why are there six essentials and what are they? The very first one is presence getting out of that monkey mind and getting connected to each other and being in the moment. We women are worrying about everything and going through the list in our heads and our male bodied partners, our testosterone dominant partners, they are strategizing and trying to get us to have orgasms instead of just being with us. They're trying to twirl our knobs and push our buttons to make their ego feel good that they did a good job because what they want most of all is the respect for doing a great job. They'd give up their pleasure for our pleasure. And so we both have our own foibles when we hit the beds together. And presence is a practice of bringing yourself back to connection. It really takes a lot of work to get good at it. And once you do, the orgasmic energy starts to run in a way that you're both coming simultaneously the entire time. And by that, I mean full body energy orgasms, because you don't need to go and down, you know, up the climax and down and be done. You can just go up and stay in orgasm. You don't have to leave that state. You can just be in that state together, both the male and female body. The second thing was what I was talking about with the expanded orgasm practice is setting the lover space. Having enough pillows, having warm, sweet almond oil, having a couple of sex toys that you enjoy incorporating into your lovemaking, a stack of folded soft towels, a a waterproof bed sheet over the bed with some blankets on top of that, um, the candles lit, the music on, the silver water pitcher, the crystal glasses, the bowl of fruit, the vape. (laughs) You know, whatever, whatever you like, the glass of Chardonnay. broken
0: like a true Californian. Amen,
2: sister. <laughs> um, all of the things that you love to have around you and taking the time to do that. And one of the things that I think is really beautiful, because our male body partners are so far ahead of us in their turn on, is that when he creates and sets up the lover space and says, I've got the fireplace on in the bedroom. Everything's set up. I'm ready to give you an expanded orgasm date, which is also called a due date, D-O, deliberate orgasm. This is a lineage. Uh, the brand that I teach is a is actually based on Kashmiri Shaivist tantra techniques, and it's a heart-connected technique for lovers but this stroking technique's been taught by many people as more of a transactional kind of thing uh, mine is a very lovership thing and so when your partner has everything set up and wants to lay you down and make love to you and kiss you and hold you and calm you that's a that's a beautiful thing just that right there is isn't an, an offer that's seduction that's paving the way that's allowing you to drop into relaxation which is the only way arousal can begin. I mean there might be people who get off on fighting to have orgasms or what have you you know they've they've created a different neural pathway. But for, for most of us what we need is to be relaxed before we can go up the arousal ladder. So the lover space is very important. The other four are the sexual soulmate pact which is a communication technique I can describe for you that gets you over your concern about giving feedback that's going to be taken as criticism. It's a very clever little ninja trick. The polarity, the masculine, feminine. No matter when you get really good at sex, you become quite switchy. I am an extremely feminine woman, but I am also very masculine and solid, right? And and I I can embody all of that. You talk about your you have the androgynous concept, your androgynous paradigm, which I would love for you to talk about because polarity and being able to move from being the giver to the receiver, being the penetrator to being the penetrated, um, being the one, and then flowing between those things is is so beautiful. And we don't allow a lot of that in our sexuality yet.
0: Yeah. There's a piece for me around the spectrum of expression. And you'll notice that I did five rhythms dance for a while. Oh, yeah. They say, you know, you enter, you build, you climax, you restore, and then you rest. Basically, you resolve and rest. And and they said that whatever you do on the dance floor, wherever you have trouble in that cycle, is pretty much where you have trouble in your life. So if you're always the one who's late entering and you're sitting back and waiting for the dance to really get going before you jump in that's probably you um you know not wanting to go into a meeting or into a party or always arriving late and i feel the same way with this idea of the half and half soul that for a long time i was really dominant masculine in my career and so in the bedroom i was super subby and that was one flavor but as and then i noticed as i attempted to expand my voice and switch a little bit in the bedroom that I got scared. And so all of that fear was what was holding me back. And as I sort of played with it and expanded more and tried new things and had a partner that was ready, I could also ironically soften in my public life. And so the stronger, the, the broader my sexual expression was, the more integrated it was the more integrated my public facing life could be. So I feel it's just a mirror and it's such a safe and beautiful zone to play in if you have a partner who's willing.
2: Yeah, I used to I used to be drawn to, you know, really strong men and I currently have a lover who is soft, sweet, sappy, smaller than I am. Certainly masculine. There's no 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 question he's a man, <laughs> but It's a very different dynamic. He loves me to ride him. He loves me to just let all my power out. And I have enjoyed that so much, that feeling of power. I did this growth trajectory with the same man,
0: six foot 10. And it started out. And then what was interesting in what you're saying is that as I opened up to my power over this long arc relationship, he got an ex- a chance to play with his receptivity, and so it's such a gift to your partner too to just whatever the, whatever side's harder for you, uh, receiving or you know being a little bit more on the aggressive side. If you play with it, your partner gets such freedom also to be their full selves. I love I love this aspect of the of what you're saying. The male female polarity can be inside of you, and it can be between you or the multiple people that you're with. Um,
2: I don't know anything about your communication pact, though. Ninja feedback? I'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, The next one is embodied sexuality. So many people are doing friction of genitals. Hmm. They're not also stroking their partner all, all over their body. They're not looking in their eyes. Their eyes are closed. They're not giving words of appreciation and adoration and encouragement And they're not moaning and expressing their pleasure and offering the biofeedback that their partner needs. They're quiet, they're still, and they're tensed and focused on that climax, that ejaculation or that release, rather than breathing and breathing with each other and feeling their hearts and, you know... I love that phrase, the eyes are the window to the soul, Mm. really looking in each other's eyes and seeing each other and just taking in the beauty of each other and how lucky we are to be together in this moment of quietude and pleasure. Uh, So embodied sexuality is the expanding in all directions of our senses to create sensual pleasure. You know, just getting them all, all the plates spinning. <laughs> and then uh the last is something we touched on earlier, which is the notion of these erotic play dates. That in a lot of times sex is very goal-oriented because it's the patriarchal versus the matriarchal way that we need to have sex. And that's something that I really like to do is I like to explain to women what we need. I like to explain to people what the female body needs, and why we've been having sex throughout history in a patriarchal way, and why we need to flip that now and begin to have a matriarchal forward focus on our sexuality. It's a relief to our male-bodied partners, and it's a release for us as the feminine to take the time that we need to get to the arousal that we need. And erotic play dates are one of the ways to not only get rid of the monotony of monogamy, the boredom that comes from the same-o-same-o, increasing the variety that toggles our nervous system to achieve higher and higher and more intense orgasmic pleasure. So it's all of those things, but it's also taking the focus off of penetration So that we have the time to build our arousal and go up that beautiful stairway to heaven that we miss when we just have intercourse too fast. Mm. And almost everybody's having intercourse way too fast. And that means that, you know, know how I was talking about how the masculine has some competitive sexual advantages? Mm Mm-hmm. One of them is that he he he's driven to top his sperm off with fresh sperm so he can be available to impregnate the opposite sex at a moment's notice. So he's masturbating all the time. So he's always thinking about sex. So he's always getting off. So he's very well-practiced in orgasm, sometimes too well-practiced because stamina is actually the number one issue that men have with sex. They come too fast. Where women... Feel like they take too long to come, so we we get mismatched in that way. The other thing that men have the competitive competitive advantage in is that they they have hemodynamics that allow their penis to get very quickly erect because the blood just brrr, flows right down into the chamber chambers and locks off. It's all about blood flow. Blood flow increases the the square surface area of pleasure sensations that gets into the brain, and so he's flooded with pleasure. He's all ready to go, and we're not even engorged yet. We have all the same tissue, all the same erectile tissue, pound for pound, inch for inch, but ours is an any, and it's in three separate erectile systems, the clitoral system, the urethral system, and the perineal system, and they take a while for the blood to flow in. They need to get plumped up. They need to get engorged. We need to get a clitoral erection. And we end up having sex way before that happens. And we're essentially having sex with a flaccid internal penis, which never feels as good. So we can't get off like our male body partners do. So this notion of erotic play dates is, let's learn how to do oral pleasuring where you get to come for an hour. Let's give him manual pleasuring or oral pleasuring where he gets to have lots and lots of full body orgasms without ejaculation. Let's kiss. Let's, you know, one of the things that, really works well. I call it an everted clitoral erection, because everted means from the inside out. And you can stroke the vulva, and you can rub it, and you can knead it, and you can lick it, and you can kiss it, and you can vibrate it, and you can do all these things. But you can also stimulate the clitoral structure to expand and engorge by breast play, nipple play, kissing the throat, the neck, the lips, the face, stroking the hair. All of these things, stroking the belly, stroking the ass, rubbing the feet, all of these things begin to get her turned on so that her clit gets big from the inside, not just from the outside. And when that penis finally goes in there or that toy finally goes in there and she's got all that blood flow plumping all that tissue, it feels exquisite. So the play dates are ways you can practice techniques that aren't just, we're going to have sex and I'm going to stick my dick in you. I'm going to come too fast and you're never going to really be satisfied. That's kind of the, I always say it's grab a boob and stick it in. That's the American way. (laughs) I feel invited into an entire (laughs) new cosmos. The clitoral cosmos, the plump clitoral cosmos. This
0: is beautiful. When you're talking about the three chambers, I was tapping in, feeling in my body. Oh yeah. There's like the perineal one, pump that a few times. Oh yeah. Oh uh, here's the clitoral one. I can imagine topicals could work with that. Well, ro- your
2: rosebud product would be fantastic.
0: Yeah. And the nitric oxide also. But, you know, so just just the basic knowledge of the anatomical difference in these chambers is so fascinating because I can, you know, definitely like connect it in the body. All right. Nipple stimulation, stroking, hair, all that stuff. and And then as you're doing it, you can even visualize this this uh, These internal structures expanding. Yeah. It's
2: gorgeous.
0: So I, I love the idea of a woman, woman tuning into their internal erection. Are you ready? How would you know? You can't see it. You have to feel it like plumping out in there.
2: Uh, your, yoni, your yoni starts to contract and you can feel it swelling in there. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do is have a kissing, make out, make out while my partner is playing with my nipples and breasts and I'm stroking his cock. So I've got his cock in my hand. We're face to face. We're making out. He's holding me in an arm. He's playing with a nipple and a boob. We're kissing and I'm stroking his cock. That's a very nice foreplay experience. That's like a nice early on ramp to build to more oral pleasuring, 69. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, 69, no, I I can't even concentrate. I'm like, let go of the goal of having an orgasm. And just toggle back and forth between the pleasure you're giving and the pleasure you're receiving from both ends. Because when you go down on a guy or a woman, you're getting off on the giving. You can give yourself an orgasm from a penis in your mouth. You have throat throatgasms. They're incredible. And when you have those orgasmic contractions in your throat, because the hollow flute runs you know, the hot, the, the, all the lumen, the light source runs through us, right? So it runs right up our yoni, right up the center of our body, right up, right through our mouth and throat, and right out the top of our head where we connect with God. So when you get that channel flowing, you not only can have the energy and orgasm flowing where when you're coming in your mouth, you're coming from your yoni. It happens at the same time. It's one unit. It's it's actually a set of sphincter systems that all contract at the same time. Circular muscles all the way up and down your body. You can squeeze a penis inside you and milk it. You know, there's so many things you can do with your body that are incredible.
0: This, uh, if you haven't tried the uh, female orgasmic experience from oral contact, I'm just going to offer you this little game you can play at home right now, which is to just as if you're sucking your thumb, put your thumb right behind your two front teeth, push up and slide all the way back to the top of the hard palate and where it ends and it becomes a soft palate and then go a little further just before your gag reflex happens and push up. There's a sphenopalatine ganglion, a cluster of nerves right there that when a baby sucks on a breast. Uh, The nipple goes all the way in the back and it stimulates that spot. And that spot, if you press up, you will feel sparkles going all the way down your body. And so when you're giving head, you aim for that spot and you watch watch how your own body responds. It's a stunning system that has not been documented scientifically, uh, but Everybody who is in the sex magic world knows it exists. So we need an MRI on that spot. This is for Dr. Nan Wise, who was out on the
2: show a few weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was just listening to that episode a few days ago. Yeah, she's terrific working with Barry Commissar. I
0: love that stuff, you guys. It's like it's like we're just beginning. You, you know, these arts have been passed for centuries or for eons in oral tradition and in some written traditions, but they got kind of deep six with the uh, negation of the feminine and feminine sexual pleasure in most of Western culture. So, you know, it's it's there, but we don't have a lot of crossover into the scientific world of understanding exactly what's going on in most of these structures. So Susan's capacity and the depth of her giving, her experience, her study, her knowledge and her willingness to like come out and be direct and share this stuff is like, I feel like it opens portals for people. It's such beautiful work. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it's funny I have um I have a, a technique called blow and grow and i ex- it's a suckling technique uh, that actually gives your man um, increased firmness for his erection because it's exactly like a baby sucking the aurelia into their mouth, sucking the mother's aurelia into the mouth. Um, it's not just the tip of the nipple. It's the whole breast that goes in, mm-hmm. you know? not the whole breast, but the, all the aurelia goes back there. And when you do that kind of, you know yeah sucking it's suckling <laughs> it's not sucking sucking is more like yeah that suckling is what you were talking about and that really helps your man stay hard for a nice long time it builds more vascularization in his penis it's kind of like you're his penis pump and there's also erectile tissue in the throat a little further on each side down in below that ganglion bundle. And that's what does the orgasmic contractions and can, can make a woman ejaculate, which is nice. Um, so all women can ejaculate. That's very important to understand that that amrita, that divine nectar is something that we all can release and it is an extremely empowering experience. A lot of people are afraid that the wetness is urine, that it's pee. But when I explain to people, here's a really simple way to understand it. Men ejaculate and urinate out of their penises and we don't think anything of it. Well, the fluid that comes out of our urethras it's just inside us, instead of sticking out in a penis, it's the same exact thing. We ejaculate and we urinate out of the same the same tube. It's a tube. He's got one, we've got one. We've got all the same parts. You're not urinating, let it flow. Birth your orgasm, push out and let that wetness come out. It's Your body knows the, how to turn off the valve that makes the pee stay in. As a matter of fact, when you ejaculate afterward, You pee like a racehorse because you've recruited all this blood plasma and all this fluid down into your yoni, and then you've expressed the ejaculate, but your pee still inside your kidney, inside your bladder, and it comes out at the end when you go to the bathroom. So I always like to encourage women.
0: I'm going to find some man-focused show to share (laughs) this episode with because they need to hear this stuff. They do. You know, I was surprised. Like my listeners started out to be 100% women and now it's 30% men, which is Great. really shocking to me. But I mean, I feel like they're showing an interest in in uh, their their partner's pleasure, and also in some of these other topics and issues, like maybe the wives or daughters, or just be open-minded humans. So yeah, this 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 work that you're doing, I'm so grateful. Would you take a moment and just talk about your personal journey into doing this work? Like what, what led you to devoting so much of your life force to this liberation path?
2: Oh, God, you know how they say your greatest wound becomes your greatest gift? <laughs> That's what happened to me, Christine. Mm. (laughs) About 11 years into my marriage, I I just didn't really find my husband sexually appealing. I wasn't really having orgasms. And I got tired of just feeling like a masturbatory sock. And I just kind of checked out of our sex life. And that made him so frustrated and so upset and so emotionally disconnected from me that he decided to go and just get his needs met elsewhere. And so then we said, All right, well, what are we going to do? Well, we don't want to get divorced like we know all our friends are. And all our friends ha- were happily employed. It wasn't a money issue, it was all because they'd stopped having sex with each other just like us. Mm. So. We, you know, we live in California, so we have access to tantric workshops and expanded orgasm workshops and all kinds of things, human awareness and Tony Robbins. And we went to all kinds of experts and spent 30 grand and learned all kinds of things and said, why isn't anyone teaching this stuff online? We were Silicon Mm. Valley people. We're like, "Why why isn't this stuff on the internet? Why can't you learn how to do an expanded orgasm? Why do you have to go to a workshop and get naked to learn how to stroke a clit? That doesn't make any sense at all. And so we fell back in love. We started having the best sex of our lives. And we decided to start a company together, my husband and I, called Personal Life Media 15 years ago, bringing these workshops. They were like workshops in a box that you could consume from anywhere in the world online in the privacy of your home that would give you these structured ways of creating all of these incredible experiences for yourself or with your partners. And that's what we've been doing ever since then. And I was 42 before I cross trained myself to have an orgasm from intercourse. And then I learned how to ejaculate. And then I learned the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I've just been exploring orgasmic ecstasy and how you do do it in an actionable step-by-step way, how to transform having sex into making love, how to turn your mate into your sexual soulmate. These are the things that I love to do. I'm I'm just kind of like the mom you, you, you don't want to hear about sex from your mom, actually. You're either the aunt that told you how to have hot sex who you trust and was really hot herself. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's kind of how it ended up. You were early for online learning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I my company that I was with uh created the cable modem and uh before that we were using dial-up modems those 144 baud modems. I mean, I was early on my husband's the inventor of Rhapsody, the first online music service. You know, we we were Silicon Valley 1.0, internet 1.0. We were the web 1.0 people and so it was just a natural thing for us to go you don't need to get naked and spend $5,000 and go to California and do a workshop. You can just stream this.
0: <laughs> are we going are we going to see you in the 3D web in the multiverse with your next round of these
2: products? Well, right now, right now I'm taking the steamy sex ed video collection of 200 heart-connected conscious lovemaking techniques and turning it into a phone app. So that's where I am right now, but absolutely these things will end up in the metaverse. I I couldn't imagine why they wouldn't. They lend themselves so perfectly to that.
0: Yeah, let's like let's create a boudoir in the metaverse where we go through the process of like lighting it and then inviting our lovers in and the I mean it can just be so beautiful. Personally because I'm all into plant medicine and plant magic, uh, even in the ingredients, I'm I'm trying to create a a greenhouse that is, you know, the the NFTs are individual plants that like have all these amazing properties. We'll see if that actually comes up. So we did a survey last year where we asked People who were the easiest and the hardest people to talk to about sexuality their partner, their mom, their daughter, their whatever, their children, their doctor, their friends. And the number one hardest person to talk to was their mom. And it was across all generations. But the good news is that it was like, if on a scale of one to five uh, for baby boomers, it was like a 1.3 difficulty, with one being the lowest, hardest. But by the time you got to young women today, it's more like a three. So it's getting easier with each subsequent generation. Um, and I would love to be able to hear my mom's like hot tips, you know, what did she learn? We probably have a lot of the same genetic physiological structures. I what a what a loss of what a line loss, you know what I'm saying? In the in the transmission. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I hope that everybody who's listening goes out and visits some of these websites that Susan's mentioned in her media company. They'll all be in the show notes. And if something grabbed you in here, uh, any of these techniques, any of these thinking, uh, philosophical approaches to lovemaking, go and take some of her classes. Just what a wealth of information. And if you could see her right now, (laughs) you'd see her against a mural of of the sunset, I think, coming out over the mountains. And the sun is just positioned right over her head. She looks like she's an angel little halo. That's Mount Tam behind me. Our our Mount Tam angel, uh, Susan Bratton. Thank you so much for spending this time.
2: Yeah. Thank you for having me. I realized we didn't get into the sexual soulmate pact. So I'll just give you the URL. Um, This is the two word phrase that ignites passionate lovemaking. makes it easy for your lover to take your feedback and be hungry for it and help you tune into your intuitive body and what she wants in the moment. Mm. So you can allow her to guide you to your highest pleasure. And that's at sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T And it's free. It's from the sexual soulmates book, but I just give it away because it's the number one thing you need to know is how to ask for what you want in bed, even when you don't think you know.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go over there now. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I had an early dinner date with this, two, this friends of ours tonight. Um, and I'm going to, instead of like just hurriedly racing out the door. I'm going to go in and set my bedroom and make a little video of setting my bedroom and invite my friend back to the house. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah. So you've made a difference in my day today and in all the people, <laughs> all the people who hear this.
2: Good. I, oh. You're going to have some great orgasms today.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Susan. You can find her at Susan Bratton, B-R-A-T-T-O-N.com, And you can also look in the show notes and get all of our Instagram handles and all of that stuff if you'd like. And me, the.rose.woman or at rosebudwoman uh, on Instagram. We also started a TikTok. Can you believe it? I am shocked that I did it. But finally, rosewoman108 for me and rosebudwoman for the company. So I would love to know what you learned from this episode. So if you could take a moment and just jot down what this particular episode gave to you in a text or in a message to me on one of these platforms, I would so appreciate hearing from you. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and you think that you know somebody who might also enjoy it, would you please forward it to them? Just pause and take a minute and text it to your complete and beautiful joy in this body, in this life with yourself and with the others you choose to engage with. Have a blessed day.
1: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.